Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. for Simple Faith on Life-Changing Radio. Here's host, Dale Carlson. Welcome to Simple Faith. Uh, It's a cold, rainy Saturday out here. I hope you're uh, joining us today uh, as you're uh, with a cup of coffee and and, uh, sitting around the table. Uh, We've got some special guests today. Uh, Max Avila and his wife Sheila are here today, and and you're going to be blessed. We've been blessed sitting in the studio, uh, just chatting away, uh, getting to know each other. Uh, they have a unique ministry, and uh, and their their ministry is called Miracle Boxing Street, and he uh, he takes kids off the streets and uh, and teaches them a skill. But you know, I, I I think I think it's you know, I've got to say this. As we get started, you know we're grieving. I think in all of us are kind of grieving over this uh, thing that's just happened at the state house LD sixteen nineteen being passed and uh, by one vote. I mean that's that's it. And uh, yeah, I really think it's God's will that uh, that that Max is here today because we've got a battle ahead of us that I don't think we've been fighting right. And uh, and so uh, I am excited to uh, introduce him to you today, uh, Max. Welcome to our our program. We'll thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about who are you, and uh, who are you and Sheila? What what what, are you, what what's what's going on here? Well, my name is Max Avila, and my wife's name is Sheila Avila. We are simply servants of, of God. Um, out there trying to do what we do and what God called us to do and make a difference in this world. But a boxing ministry? Do a mean, boxing yeah. ministry, yes. yes. Uh, that doesn't seem <laughs> like uh, something that would be uh, acceptable in in, in, uh, yeah. in in church circles, does it? Well, it's, uh, it's definitely out the box. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> it's definitely out the box. In the ring. In the, the box, that's yeah. right. But i tell you one thing. It's the one thing that brought me to Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that's kept me in Christ. Hmm. It's the one thing that's given me purpose for Christ. It's a, how did it bring you to Christ? Well, I started boxing in 2005. Young man, single father, lost in the world, full of anger, hatred. Ooh, I'd hate to stand across from you <laughs> in the ring. Oh. Had a boxing coach who's actually a relative of mine's, who I remember being lost in the world just like me come back and proclaim the faith for many weeks days in days out I didn't believe he was a changed man because I knew the old man in him the old cardinal man but to see him coach me train me through the love of Christ always quoting scriptures always being soft gentle and loving 
versus my other coaches, aggressive. Um, oh. Really changed my mindset about his walk, about him as an individual. And just to see the love in his eyes, that he actually cared about my well-being outside the ring, really changed my heart. Wanted me to search the faith I've had, but never really dove into. I always knew of Christ. Grew up in church, left the church when I was 15, and never returned. So the seed was planted, just never took into it. Why did you leave the church when you were 15? What, what yeah. was it that... Uh to be honest, yeah, I want you to be honest. Don't we need totally to, honest. Yeah, we need we need to hear this honestly. We the do. churches, the church I grew up was stuck on religion. Mm-hmm. I never had a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a deep relationship with God. What does it mean to be stuck on religion? Man-made doctrines, man-made division, man-made rules in the church. How you dress, how you're supposed to act, um, how you're supposed to conduct yourself. Every little thing was critiqued, and, and if you did, it was out of order. Mm-hmm. It was never love the person coming in as where they are, but so that's have the an expectancy. Yeah, that's the difference is loving people where they are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're doing in that ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. Wow. Uh, we know I work in mental health for 15 years, 14 years now. Oh. And I see the brokenness every day of people, of young people especially. I come, I'm a product of that brokenness. And you know what? I was tired of just sitting back and watching my community be gobbled up in that kind of brokenness. Your community was a pretty rough place, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I grew up in Far Rockaway, New York. Yeah. Um, infested with gangs. Um, Crips and the Bloods. Crips that's and Bloods, that's yeah. That's where they lived, huh? Absolutely. I also worked in the Board of Education and see fatherless children, uncontrolled, unstructured, that were just running to the streets to me to be met and denied at homes and at churches. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Kids kids are running in the street and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Not even not, not even not even those of us that are supposed to care. Well, kids know when an adult cares. Mm-hmm. An adult that sticks by them through the roughest time in their life, who loves them beyond their mistakes mm-hmm. and hang-ups. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing they'll know when they see it. When a child has never had it and desires to have it, it's no different from us wanting the love of Christ. When we finally receive it and we know it for ourselves, we begin to have an identity. But that happened to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to be loved by somebody who was willing to nurture me and be patient with me into the kingdom. And today I want to do the same. Love them right where they're at, just where I was found. Well, I think, Max, so often uh, when we get saved, uh, we think that the minute we make a mistake, God walks out on us, and he doesn't come back until we plead for him to come back. When I think what you found is a Christ different from that. I was always taught I have any followers of a powerful father with very rules and malicious justification versus a loving father, a dear father, an unconditional father that just wants to be the hell you through the roughest time in your life and never let you go. Something I didn't have growing up. But you had the rough times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I came from a broken home. I came from a 
family of generation of curses. I made my own mistakes. And even as a single father that I was in that season, I knew the one thing I could not do was abandon my child. Because I was abandoned. Oh. And I went through all the heartaches. And I made all the mistakes because I didn't have a father figure in my life. I didn't have a spiritual father figure in my life to teach me right from wrong. To show me there's more to life than the streets and the things I see around me. So I ended up falling to those things. No structure, not a care in the world, full of brokenness and hate. And all that changed. And boxing had something to do with that. Absolutely. How the heck did <laughs> Make God a connection change your heart here. through yeah. boxing? Well, when you grow up in my community, it's only one thing we know how to do is fight and survive. It's part of surviving is fighting, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically. So when you go into the ring, that's simple. We can all fight. That's simple. But now I was lucky enough to that I had a coach teach me how to fight spiritually. Oh. How to convey that spiritual acceptance. Because if we didn't, we would continue to self-destruct. Mm. We would continue to fall to the wayside. It wasn't until I started boxing that I started to feel a sense of releasing some of that anger, daddy wounds, oh. Wounds of, of, of failure, a shame, abandonment. Because no matter what I did, when I came to my gym, I was loved unconditional. I was loved. I was shown that respect, that acceptance. How did you find that out, though? <laughs> How did that message get to you? Just simple love. From your from your from uh, my coach. Co from your coach, yeah. From my coach, ah, yeah. Ah. You know, he loved on me, he taught me, he held me accountable, which I wasn't used to. He made me serve in churches in the community, around the community. You saw, you saw something different in his life. Yes, that, that, I, that, that I knew wow. my coach for, tw for over 40 years. And That's unusual. When I finally saw him, he started coaching me, he came back professing the, the faith. I, I, was, I, was, I knew the guy from his old Cardinal days. Ah. And... Took me six months to realize he is a changed man after God's heart. Ah. He is changed. His demeanor, the way he talked, how he helped people, regardless if they did him wrong or not. He wasn't malicious. And I knew he was different. And I wanted to be different. Ah. I wanted to be to what he, to get what he had. He had peace. He had joy. I was tired of being this angry young man. Full of rage. I wanted peace finally in my life. Ah. And he told me I would never receive it if I don't surrender myself to Christ. And all it takes is confession. Mm. And allow him to work in my life from that point forward every day of my life. And keep my eyes focused. Just like I keep my eyes focused in the ring of my enemy, keep my eyes focused on my spiritual savior. But at the same time he was teaching you that, he was teaching you how to use your fists. Absolutely. In a ring. Absolutely. So what he would do is he would physically exhaust me till I couldn't fight back and I was too <laughs> tired to argue to be submissive to listen to his wisdom. Oh, wow. 
And well, it worked. <laughs> isn't that something? It that is. That seems to be the way God works, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been it's been an unusual ministry I, that's pretty much saved my life. So how did the ministry itself begin? Well, once I accepted the Lord, and I felt that if I could be transformed through boxing and found Christ in boxing, how many more angry young men like me, which I knew many of, would accept Christ through this process that I was put into over these, time? These were kids that weren't probably going to walk in and darken a church door. <laughs> oh, they were no walking the church door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were lost in the streets, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but yet, boxing was just the cell pitch to bring them in and just love them where they're at. That, that's something that they thought they needed and they wanted. Absolutely. So that's that. That's what you did. That's what I did. You meet them where they're at. Yep. You meet their needs where they're at. And 99.9, all just they want somebody to listen. Give them empathy. Show that you care. A lot of these kids didn't have that. Hmm. Once you tear around the, the outer shell, their hearts are soft and like sponges and want to be loved. You know, I can't help but think and make the connection between uh, between these uh, moms that are single moms that are having a, a pregnancy crisis, and uh, and I, I think it might be the same way with them, where they need to be heard and listened to and uh, and and treated kindly uh, as as they're making decisions that affect somebody else's life. Um, so you know, I just that, that that's what really. Mm-hmm is exciting for me to hear you today because I hear you uh, talking about boxing, but I think about uh, uh, making the connection with these, with these, uh, these women too. And you know, we're up there trying to, trying to create rules for, uh, for them. And I think, I think that's a good thing. I mean, we need to have laws. We need to be a moral compass in, our, in our community, but, uh, but uh, boy, it's gotta be built on a foundation of caring for people even if we don't agree with them, even if we don't see things the way that they're seeing them, to understand that people have that need to be heard and that need to uh, to be supported in some way, um, uh, and uh, to me, that's 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 exciting. You know, I I, I didn't know how this was going to go, but but uh, talking about uh, about boxing um, and and what you're doing there makes such sense because uh, because that's what Jesus has called us to do. Meet them where they're at. Yeah, so. and you're taking a kid who's frightened and confused and in a difficult, dangerous place and uh, coming alongside of him. I, Jesus, if I saw you coming down the street, especially in Far Rockaway at night, I would think about running the other way. <laughs> but these kids run towards you. Listen, I've seen a lot of meaner people in Far Rockaway. <laughs> But it's simple. You love them where they're at. Yeah, that's right. We, you know, and love them where they're at. But you got that means you got to meet them where they're at. Absolutely. You get that out there uh, in their broken, hurting environment. Well, they say when you walk in man, when you walk in a, a man's shoes, you understand the depths of their hurt and pain. I'm well, a product of that, so I understand it very well. Well, Max. You said you came back to the Lord, but you had a lot of rage, a lot of feelings. Now, a lot of times I think the traditional way that Christians deal with that is just suppress it and, and, and just act holy and everything will work out. And it doesn't work well 
does it, Max? Well, you look at a volcano <laughs> under pressure. What happens? Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of time for it blows, right? Yeah. It's no different. Woo. You know, if we we have to empty out ourselves for Christ could yeah. partake and, and take in. To do that, you right? Coaching. Absolutely. And one of the hardest things I have found over the years is they want to be part of something where they're respected and loved. And it's simple to be part of any sport. That's great tools. But they need the foundation of what God built. It's absolutely love. Uh-huh. Unconditional love. we got to take a break now. And so we'll be back in a couple minutes. And if you want to Call in. Uh, our number is 725-9224, and we'd love to hear from you. Or if you want to text, uh, you've got some questions for Max or Sheila. I, we're going to get Sheila on the on the radio here before we're done today. <laughs> the, the text number is 576 uh, This is a tremendous ministry, and I just the more I talk with Max and, and, uh, and I hear what he's doing and the reasons that he's doing, and I see his heart. For, for doing this, it's just uh, it just uh, it's something we need to hear from people like him, and I think we do hear from so many people like him every week here on on Simple Faith. And uh, but we're gonna we're gonna pick your brain when we get back. Amen. Okay, God bless. We'll be right back. Bye bye. Welcome back to Simple Faith. We're here with Max and Sheila Avila today, and we're talking about Miracle Boxing Street. It's not your typical <laughs> uh, uh, Sunday school ministry. But it is very effective in, in reaching, especially young men, that, uh, that aren't probably reachable by traditional means. And so tell us a little bit what you're trying to accomplish, uh, Max, as you, uh, as you meet with, uh, as, as you, yeah. what, what, what draws these kids to you? And, I can, uh, and, and then tell us what you're trying to uh, build in them. I think what draws the kids towards me is just, I'm just black and white, just real. I love them where they're at. I give them real life experience of what I've gone through. But, bo- but boxing, I mean, they, they just kind of <laughs> are drawn to that. They want to know how to punch somebody's lights out, right? Well, <laughs> you need to, need to know why they're boxing, first and foremost. That's right. the most important thing. Yeah. What is their agenda? Mm-hmm. You're here for health. If you're here to compete. If you're here for anger management. I think a lot of us use it as a coping skill. Mm-hmm which is a great way to do it in a controlled environment where it keeps everybody safe. But most important, it allows me to get personal. It allows me to see what they're going through in life. It allows an opportunity to speak up and, and share their life stories. Mm-hmm. And it introduces the door to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Through my testimony, through my faith, to my experience, and when they when they hear some of the stories, they can relate. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you talk to them about more than just boxing. Absolutely, absolutely. We talk about everything in life. We talk about pride, hurt, pain, accomplishment, Jesus, what he's done in my life, what he's still doing, the, uh. the blessings of just having him in the morning and continue to praise him, and the purpose of why we continuously serve him. You know, and and for many, it's foreign for them. For, yeah, for yeah. a lot of them, it's for the first time they're ever hearing somebody passionate about the gospel or a man who could relate to their hurt and pain and suffering and s- see a different light in them. 
we all can see darkness right out of our back windows. And the kids see it every day. But what amazing is it when they see love, peace, and joy that they're searching for, they're desperate for. But in all that about getting in a ring, obviously the guy who wants to beat your brains out and fighting with him. Well, you don't get into the ring off the back. This, this, they, okay. It comes in waves and sessions. Okay. The only way you go in the ring with, with a first at any given time is with, with me. Oh. We get in the ring together. Well, I, that make me a little nervous. It's okay. I was nervous. I'll be nervous too. <laughs> but as we're training, as I'm teaching, I'm mostly delivering the gospel. Uh-huh. What what are you teaching them to to uh, to get there? I, you 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 mentioned that as we were getting ready for our program today, and it was so uh, enlightening. I use scriptures. I use life experience. Yeah. My favorite conversation is. Can I do this? Oh I, oh, I, oh, I thought I can, I can't. And I tell them every day, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Well, what does that mean? Simple. Let, believe in Christ. Believe in his strength. And he, he'll get you through any situation, even in the rain. No, God, my God has never failed me. He's undisputed. But before you believe in him, you've got to get to know him. Right. And by getting to know him, is that what you're up so, to out there? So, in order to get to know Christ, you need to know somebody who's serving Christ, oh. who is Christ-like. You know, I always say, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm just a servant trying to serve Christ. And every day, I do my prayers, I admit my faults, and I hold myself accountable. And that's all we can do as believers: continue to march faith. Now, the hardest part. For me as a coach, is allowing them to see my personal life and uh-huh. my walk with Christ. Cause, you know, a picture shows you a thousand words, right? And they can see it. They see the joy in your eyes. They see the love, compassion in your eyes. There's no fakeness there. It's real. And they sometimes they want they want that same desperate love and peace. Just don't know how to get there. Okay, but I can see that when I look at you. Uh, you look like a tough guy. Yes, sir. But when you smile, your face lights up. Amen. And it's all—it's there's something going on there. It's different. You know, I think uh, I think we talk about in our in our in our churches about being in a spiritual battle, and there's certain tools that we have to have in that battle that are that are you know you know necessary for our. Success, and you talk about discipline and, and some of those other tools that you're bringing these kids on the pathway to learning about Jesus. And uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, it's simple. Boxing requires a lot of focusing, commitment. Focus and commitment. I like Fo- that. Okay. Focus and commitment. Yeah. The other part is trust. Mm-hmm. Trusting your coaches, trusting your team, which is hard to get. It takes a lifetime to build trust. Mm-hmm. And once you give somebody absolute trust, then you come to a, a point, a bridge, where you can deliver the gospel. Because now I have, I've earned your trust, I've earned your respect. You know my demeanor, you know how much I care. Now let me show you someone who cares for you twice as much as I do. That can love you more than I can. Who teaches me how to be loving and compassionate the way I am today. If you want it. Mm. 
But that, but they're going to have to go through some discipline, yeah, go physical tra- discipline, and training. Absolutely. This, right? I just want to say this, Max. I went through basic training back in 1976, uh, Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, and we had a guy that went through ROTC. So he was a PFC right out of the bat, and so they made him head of the platoon. Well, when the um, drill sergeant gave him a command to make us march. In his compassion, he felt that that was more than he should ask of us, and he said, I refuse the order. They immediately took his stripes away and gave the responsibility to somebody else because what the drill sergeant said is that if you weaken a platoon, you take him into war, they're going to die there. And so, you know, love must be tough. Tough is love. Love is tough at times. Sometimes the hardest training sessions is the one when they come unfocused, come in broken. You see it in the eyes. They've had a bad day mm. or something's bothering them and they don't want to talk about it. And that's fine. We're going to work. We're going to train. I'm going to distract your mind for the moment. Uh, we're going to get you fatigued to the point where you can't fight back. You learned that, didn't you? I, I don't know yet. <laughs> My coach did that to me many times. You know, he had to beat me into submission before I could open up and listen to the gospel. And it was probably the best times because it created dialogue. It allowed me to ask questions about the faith. It allowed me to really process what my coach was saying. Then he would end with the opportunity of me wanting to pray for myself. Mm. And, and, and as I was learning, just like any sport, there's, there's a way of doing things. And he said, no, there is no right or wrong way to pray. You just pray whatever comes to your heart and you speak. I said, really? I said, yeah, that's all it takes. Open your mouth and talk. God, he, 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 he desires us to communicate with him. And I said, even the bad stuff? Said, even the bad stuff. And every time we trained, we would pray. And I would pray some of the bad stuff with my coach or the things I was struggling with. And he would pray with me. And it felt good knowing that I had a brother, mm. a brother, not only a coach, but a brother who cared for me outside the ring. Care about my well-being. Make sure I ate. Make sure, you know, things were okay. Uh-huh. Check in on me. Accountable. Accountability. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. you use that word before. And that just changed my whole mindset. It really did. And watching him meet with other brothers of the faith and see the joy in their eyes, you know, I wanted a piece of that. But it was foreign to me. It wasn't, uh, you know, I went to my first men's conference and I saw all these men Mm. A lot of the men I knew from the neighborhood praising God, worshiping God, uh-huh. crying at the altar. I was like, this is completely different from what I've known. I grew up knowing men don't cry. Mm-hmm. Men don't show softness or tenderness. We, the total opposite. But yet these are warriors for Christ. Strong men. Men that hold each other accountable. Men that would be there when you need them, when you call upon. That they never faltered. They were there. When I was going through my personal life and I needed someone, I reached out for the first time. I took a leap of faith, expecting to be shot down and denied, but they didn't. And that was the changing point. That was my changing point. Here are men who don't know me, but they know I'm trying to learn about this whole faith. I'm trying to go deeper with it. I'm trying to understand it. And each one took time to share the testimony share their life hangups and hurts and their deliverance. But how do you teach a kid 
accountability, to be accountable when they've never even known anything about it's that. It's a day-to-day process. Just like you come to the gym, you work out, you train. Our equipment is for you guys, right? If somebody comes from the outside and damage it, and you stood there and watch it happen, you're just as guilty as they are. Mm. You hold your brother accountable. Respect the house that got built. Respect the equipment that's here because it's yours. So you have to have ownership and accountability. Oh. So, I like that. Wow. I like that. Yeah, boy, there's, there's so many lessons to, to learn in that, in the way that we handle ministry uh, in our churches and as Christians, as individual Christians. Lessons for me and, and for all of us, I think. How do you support yourself? I have a full-time job sometimes. uh, Sheila, how do you support your husband? (laughs) Um, I have a full-time job as well, but um, the one aspect of the ministry where I come in is um, the family aspect. Mm -hmm. So the the people that um, come into our gym have people who love them, moms and sisters and Mm -hmm. um, others. And so um, we reach out to the whole family and, you know, have family dinners, invite them to church, and um, just love them where they're at. And God just uses me as a vessel in that. So you didn't tell me that before. I didn't know that. I I thought you had your own little uh, world and he has his own little world. But, boy, it just all works together, doesn't it? And it's the way a husband and wife support each other. So you have some of those kids that he's teaching boxing to sitting around your dinner table. Absolutely, yep, and their families. And you're working a full-time job, too. Yes. And <laughs> when, when do you think you can't do this? I mean, is it, uh, you know, when, when do you think it's uh, too much is too much and, and, uh, and, and you've got to just focus on your job and on the life that you've got as you're, as you're and I, that's not a trick question. I don't mean to make it a trick question, but... But yeah, what I'm fa- I'll just come out and say it. I'm just fascinated that you're working full-time jobs and you've got time to do this fabulous ministry uh, <laughs> on your own. But it it takes something, doesn't it? It requires something. But you know, when I look at you two, I can see that that it comes back a thousand times. Um, so I, I I I don't want to answer the question for you, but uh, I, uh, I I just think that uh, that that's what Jesus has called us to. Is, is, is you talk about commitment, that's commitment. I mean, when you got to work a full-time job and then go out and, and minister to kids and, and families, I mean, that's, that's commitment. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yeah, I heard your husband say when, when God called him to, mi- to do ministry to say, I ain't got time, God. I ain't got time for that. Did you ever feel like that? <laughs> no. No, she said she I was crazy when she when she first heard the whole ministry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think this, Sheila, uh, I hear Christians all the time say, Well, if I didn't have to work a full time job, I could do more ministry. Isn't that really a lie? I mean Yeah, um I work a full time job. But my life is serving the Lord, no matter what I'm, whether I'm working ah. or doing ministry, um, everything so, I do. Yeah. Um, so it's just a part of who I am. It's my identity. Oh. Boy, that makes a difference. It's who you answer. are. Great answer. Yeah. So it's not so much what you do as who you are that's kind of moving this thing along. We, we really want to encourage you to get involved in this conversation 
And you can call us at 725-9224. Again, 725-9224. Or you can text 576-5648. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure Max and Sheila would love to hear from you as well. Yes, you people, you listeners. We, we want to hold you accountable for what you're hearing now. <laughs> okay, Max, you were going to jump in. It's like she said the best. It becomes who you are. You know, in, in our lives, we want a lot of things. I think the scripture that I misunderstood early in my walk, it says, God will give me the desire of my heart. Uh-huh. And I always thought that meant things I want, things I wish to want, things I want, materialistic things. Then I realized growing up, it says that's not what it means. He's going to give me the desires to want, things of him, yeah. more of him. And the more I grow in Christ, the more I understand, the more I want to do more. The more I, I want to not only help the lost and love them where they're at, I don't want nobody to be, to pass on and never had the opportunity to meet Christ or have it, uh, never heard of, the, of Christ. You know, a friend said it best. How how hurt would I be if I saw a brother in heaven on Judgment Day and he turns to me, he goes, you knew of this Christ and you never shared it with me? Mm. I think we take that a lot of times as sharing words. And, uh, and what I'm hearing from you and what is so profound about what you're doing is that it's, it's more than words. Those words are built on a foundation of caring and loving and, uh, and actually getting involved in, in, uh, in, in somebody's life. You know, it's it's more than going and handing out a tract on a on a, no. on, a on a street, or it's more than than uh, standing standing up in front of a, a bunch of people and and, uh, and 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 talking. You know, it, that's what I get frustrated with. I look at it like this: you see a burning house, you see your house burning. You gonna call nine one one? You gonna tear out your phone and make a TikTok video? Are you rushing in to save your loved ones? Yeah. 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 God calls to save this lost world. Yeah. I think about that when you say that. I think about that. Those policemen down in Florida at that uh, at that school where the kids were getting shot up and and the police were standing outside, not wanting to go inside. And I think going inside is what what you're doing, and you're uh, you're, you're you're getting right up face-to-face. Up close and personal, yes. Up close and personal. I mean, especially in boxing. Absolutely. But I think there's so many applications to that. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to hit each other to get up close and personal. No. You know, I think, uh, I think but getting <laughs> up close and personal, is, is, that is our life. That's what we're called to do. There's nothing more that we're called to do. And it is who we are. Uh, it's who we're supposed to be. It's and, who he is in us. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to pull somebody out of the fire, you've got to go in there yourself. Mm-hmm. We got to go to oh. break, and uh, we'll be we'll be right back uh, with Max and, and Sheila. And I'm loving this interview. I hope you are too. God bless. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Simple Faith. And uh, you know what? The 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 interview never stops when we go off the air. We've got a couple minutes here to share, and and uh, and it's just it's wonderful to visit with these folks. But we're talking about going into that house of fire, and the fact that it takes courage to do that. Uh, we're, we're, tell, tell us Absolutely. a little bit what you said. Yeah. Absolutely. I said, 
takes a lifetime. I, I say this to my kids every day. It took a lifetime to build Rome. It took one night to watch it fall. Mm-hmm. Ah. Wow. We spend our lifetime trying to serve Christ, hoping and praying and having faith we will reach that destination. But we're willing to go into the fire and do all that he asks us to do, knowing we're going to see the same prosecution and the same hurt he, he went through. I see a lot of my friends who are not here today, gone because of the streets, gone because they refused to listen to the gospel. And had I had courage to speak the gospel to them, maybe they would be here today. Maybe they would, the outcome might have been different. So I'm making my business every day, even when I'm at work, which sometimes I can't, but friends at work, people I run into, just love on them. Simple, I'm a simple stranger. Hey, God, it's Jesus more loves than, you. more than talking about the gospel. It's showing it. <laughs> and showing yeah. it. Yeah. Living it. Living it. And it doesn't mean being perfect. And you were saying, Max, last year, you went through a very difficult time uh, with your son's passing seven years ago. I don't think you even shared that on the radio. No. But And you said, well, with time, it gets easier. But then a year ago, it's like it hit you like a ton of bricks. And yet you were being transparent with those that you were training Look, we all go through hard times. Share a little of that. You have to be real with people. Real sometimes ugly. Real sometimes is tears. Real sometimes is admitting when you're not perfect or you don't have the strength or the energy to go on any further. That's what family and love does. Miracle Boxing Street has been my family for the last 18 years. And some of those guys and girls that are there are like my brothers and sisters. We go through life together. When one of us are hurt, we all hurt. And we find a way to lift each other up and keep going forward, marching forward, stay the course, and encourage one another. Last year was probably my worst year. It was seven years my son was, has been gone, killed by gang member. And every year I ask the Lord, Lord, don't harden my heart. Don't let me harden my heart during this season. And just when I thought I had it all together, I didn't. I was broken more than ever before. I was going through it in my mind. You see it in my action. You see it in my voice. And my kids asked me, Coach, you okay? I said, no, I'm hurting. I need prayer. I too need help some days. I'm not Superman. I don't got it all together. I too need some word of encouragement, wisdom, love, compassion, and mercy in my season as well. No one's beyond that hurt. No one's beyond feeling emotions. We all are emotional beings. But to remember that we have a loving God that cares. Remember that he's walking that walk with us. He's called people to love us and walk with us I have a great support system. I have a great church family that has been through some, with us, through some very scary times in our life. And they've been our rock to lean on. Mm. They beloved us and helped me accountable sometimes when I was just not right. And they loved me with, with, and was bold enough and, and courageous to tell me, Max, I love you. 
but I see you're hurting. And it's okay, man. And as much as I don't want to give in, and I don't want to share sometimes my life, I had to. Just like, if I, just like a volcano, I was ready to erupt. Mm. And what good would I have done if I embarrassed the gospel? Yeah, if, I, I think if I heard my, you know, do the total opposite of what God calls me to do. Well, I, I think, Max, the fact that you have a position forces you out of yourself. Yes. And I think that's why people in the church need to get busy. Because when you, when you don't have that responsibility, you have to withdraw. And I, and I think ministry really forces us uh, to deal with issues and to be transparent about the issues that we face. Because the coach is part of the team. Absolutely. Yeah, tell us a little bit, Max, about what you actually do in this program. When a kid comes to you and says, hey, coach, I want to learn how to box. Well, we set the what ground. Do do? We set the ground rules right from the jump. Listen, this is how the program is run. We open up in prayer. We exercise. We train. We do some sparring. And sometimes you may have a Bible study. You have two options. You can sit there and stand and not partake. I'm not gonna force it upon you. But if you want to come join, this is what we do here. Mm. This is black and white. Is how it is. How often do the kids? Do this? Uh, is it every day? Or they what? do it every practice. And some kids at first, I remember, don't know how, don't know why. And over time, they do it out of respect. And then some, then they'll ask questions, but why we do this? Because we pray for our safety. We pray for our, our, our mindset when we come through these doors. That the Holy Spirit has His way. That God's love and compassion is in this room. Because in boxing, it's a brutal sport if it's not taught yeah. correctly. Yeah. Self-control is a must. Accountability is a must. Uh, be able to, to speak into your life in the ring and out the ring is a must because we are hold accountable to each other. We represent each other in this gym, in this ministry. Well, I, I think this, mask something just came out to me. A guy goes in the ring and he's, he's fighting with his opponent, but yet he respects his opponent and his opponent should respect him, and at the end they can shake hands. Shouldn't we re Democrats and Republicans do the same? We learn <laughs> Maybe you could take us all into the ring. <laughs> I'm not a politic, but what I do tell you this, <laughs> is that as much as we spar, and we spar a lot, like I can name several brothers that we go three, five, seven rounds. We do doghouse. We do gauntlets. Out of every round and after every fight, we are hugging, laughing, <laughs> comp, you know, encouraging one another not to quit. We tell each other, hey, that was a good combination. I didn't see that coming. We're always motivating each other to be better. So do you actually do this in a church or in a gym? In a gym. We have a gym oh, that's sponsored oh. by the church. Oh, yeah. you've got a physical gym. We have a small gym. come to. Yes, we've been blessed to finally have a gym set up. Um, we've had five Golden Glove champions that went in, competed. Oh, really? And I never thought we would ever be a, a real gym, fighting in the real world, competing. 
some of these guys after years of training want to try the competition and want to be out there wow. in that circle. And we go out there and we, we represent the gospel. We go out there, we, we praise worship in the back. We are ready <laughs> for our fights. We read in the Bible. We're, we're praying for other fighters. Fighters will come to us asking for prayer. They're nervous. We're sharing that faith everywhere we go. That is the principle of why we do what we do, to share the faith. But that must cost money to have that gym and some it does. time and it, effort on people's It does. Heart. It's sacrifice that we make each and every day. Everybody contributes. When people become part of this family, they take ownership. They want to be part. They want to help out. Okay, well, we're talking to people now, hopefully, in Waterville or in the area could could they help out? Could they absolutely, get involved in this absolutely. ministry? Absolutely, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for, of course, the financial aspect. But more important, we need prayer. Oh. We need prayer. We meet a lot of broken people <laughs> that need God's love, and it just can't just be the two of us. So, so you have a Facebook, Sheila. Was you going to share some of that about your Facebook page? Yeah, um, you can find us on Facebook at Miracle Boxing Street. Um, you can also find us online. Um, we're connected um, with Centerpoint Community Church, so centerpointme.org. I'll bet there aren't a whole lot of places out there called Miracle Boxing Street <laughs> when you type that, that into your computer. So that people can write it down. Um, centerpointme.org is the website. We're connected with Centerpoint Community Church out of Waterville, Maine. And you can also reach us um, on our Facebook page, Miracle Boxing Street. Oh. <laughs> and I, I think you said that uh, that you need some mentors to some men to mentor these boys. Uh, that uh, so there's there's more that people can do other than just send money or uh, or pray. I mean, sometimes I think prayer is not about changing God; it's about changing us. Absolutely. And uh, and so changing us so that we become committed, and it is it and and really have that sense of that's who we are i think you said that earlier i believe this is what i tell people every day you don't have to be a coach you don't have to be a certified personnel or know anything about the sport but you do have to have the want the will the grit to one affect change and where does that come from <laughs> it comes from desire you know of, of wanting different for yourself for your community for your families um, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Create change. Yeah, create change. That's what Jesus came to do, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. yep, he came to create change, and, uh, and he's asked us to take up where he left off and, uh, and be his disciples, and that's what it's all about. We can't, we can't look at what's going on in our world and just sit by and, and let it go by. And again, I, I'm back to this whole thing, 63 and a half million babies that we sat by and watched uh, is... is uh, as, as this all went by, there is a different way. And the way you're doing it, the way you're doing it is getting up close and personal mm. with, uh, with people who are hurting, people who are uh, uh, desiring uh, you know, something in their life. These kids want to go out and box. Mm. And uh, I have to believe that these single moms uh, that, are, that are struggling with this unwanted pregnancy need something too. And, uh, and we need, as Christians, we need to figure out what that is. And, uh, and begin to love these babies by starting out by loving their mothers. Absolutely. Well, and prayer is great, but it, don't let it become an excuse for not actually doing something. I believe the first step is prayer. 
And then as we ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to okay. encourage us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to minister to ourselves some yeah. mornings to allow us to go out to the places that were uncomfortable, the places that are, yeah. are foreign to us. And but having faith that God equips you every step of the way. So you said, you know, so so many times we say, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to go in that place because I'm really not comfortable in that area, but that's exactly where Jesus wants us. That's exactly where he wants us. I wasn't comfortable coming here today. Yeah. And yet yeah. here I am. <laughs> yeah. And Sheila, you've been a great, uh, great uh, support on here too, and you weren't comfortable doing that either, but we found somebody <laughs> who's very articulate, and uh, well, I appreciate that. So tell us again, um, what should we be doing? As a result of your interview, you, you drove all the way down from uh, Waterville. Yeah, what would you yeah. like to see happen in our group of uh, listeners today? My desire is to see more young people and grown folks just get involved. Yeah. Come. What is this? Come and taste. Come and see. Mm-hmm. Come Check it out for yourself. Come see what we're doing. Come see some of these young people's lives that we're trying to transform in the name of Jesus. And let them share their stories with you, young and people. They, and they would come to Waterville, Maine, right? Waterville, Maine. And whereabouts in Waterville? You can reach us either at a Where's that gym? That gym's located at 60 West River Road in Waterville. 60. Or you can meet us any given time at 155 West River Road, Center Point Community Church. Okay. okay. I think that would be a great idea. And I just, uh, again, I just want to thank you folks for coming today. Uh, yeah. You know, we can learn so much. There's, there's, uh, you're talking about a boxing ministry. I'm not a boxer. I, I, I've got a feeling there aren't very many boxers out there. But the principles here are exactly, they're exactly what needs to happen. And it's not about a few people out here doing ministry. It needs, you know, we're in a position right now in this world where it's got to be all hands on deck. It's not about uh, sitting back and, and, uh, and just, just letting things happen around us and, and saying, oh, I can't do anything about that. There is something we can do. It's simple. If you feel you don't know what you're doing, you find somebody who does, and you align yourself with them, and you make it different together. We could all make excuses of what we don't have, but we have resources, we have people in our community that you can easily learn from and build off. Yeah, I'd say, folks out there, you want to, you really want to get to know this guy, Max. I think so, too. Avila. Yeah. You want to get to know him. Yeah, yeah. It's been a great interview. And, uh, we'll and, have him back, I hope. Yeah, we'll have you back <laughs> again, and, and, uh, and we'll be praying for you. As, and you'll be praying for us, too, because there's a message we're trying to get out here on this uh, radio station. And I'm not sure we're doing a really good job of it yet, but, uh, but you've encouraged me today. Uh, to get bolder and, uh, and, and speak more clearly. And I think that's what we want to do because the, the, the consequences are too great if we don't. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. the fire is burning. I just want to show there. the bell's about to ring in our third round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going we're gonna, to, uh, we'll be back next week and we look forward to uh, you joining us again. Uh, God bless you and thank you, Max and Sheila, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stay.